Hey, hey, friends, I'm Thea Charles, and you are listening to the Push or Pivot podcast. In this series, we discuss the path someone chooses when they are at a crossroads of their life. Do they push through the adversity, or do they stop, reassess, and pivot? In this episode, we spoke with Casey Cooper. Casey is a wife, mother, life coach, writer, and mentor. After overcoming her own issues with anger, anxiety, and depression, she decided to dedicate her life to helping other women do the same through her Women Dream Builders program. Welcome, Casey. I'm really excited to talk with you today. Um, How are you been? (laughs) I'm excited as well. Thank you so much for having me on your platform. Oh, yeah. I was really excited to read about you. And um, I think that this is going to be a really great episode for for a lot of different people. Can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I am a wife. I'm a mommy of two boys, um, ages three and five. So they are a handful. Um, I, prior to... um, being a life coach, mentor, and a writer, um, my full-time job was a stay-at-home mom. Mm. Um, I worked at child welfare for over 10 years. And after I had my second child, I just was like, I cannot, (laughs) I can't go back to that crazy pace. Um, So I decided to stay home, but you know, things happened. And now I'm here, here as a life coach, hoping to make an impact on other women. Yeah. And I know that you don't have to hope. I know that you're making an impact just reading your sheet. So can you tell us about the pivotal moment that happened in your life back in 2017? Yes. So January, 2017, I found myself literally curled up in a ball on my bedroom floor in the fetal position just crying out to God, asking him why, asking for guidance, understanding. I was confused. Um, I had just found text messages on my husband's phone, hadn't been looking for anything. He sat his phone on the counter and I actually was in the kitchen fixing his plate and walked past the counter to put his plate on the dining room table and saw a name on his phone that was very familiar to me that should not have been there. Mm-hmm. And so when I looked, the messages were not appropriate and I just was completely caught off guard, number one. And number two, this was the third time in three years. Oh, wow. Needless to say, I was devastated. Mm-hmm. But for me, this time was so different because I wasn't angry at him. I wasn't even angry at myself anymore. I was angry at God this time because the second time, as I told you, it was three times in three years. The second time I had said, I'm going to do everything to be the wife, you know, that he wants. I'm going to be this Proverbs 31 wife. You know, God's word says that when you obey him and, and you are a good wife, you know, you expect good things and you expect your future to prosper. And so I put it all on my back. 
Mm-hmm. This time, I wanted to know why from the source. Uh-huh. Wow. So what did you find out? So as I was there, and I'm, I'm just crying out, snotty nose, um, it was like God just spoke to me in that moment. And it was like, get up. Get up. You know, you're sitting here, you're crying to me and you're saying that you were obedient, but were you really? Like my word says that you should serve no other master but me. I'm a jealous God. You put your husband before me. You put him on the pedestal that I should have been on. And at that moment, it was like, oh, because it was the truth. It was the actual truth. All my life, I had found my worth in people, things, and accolades. That's how I found my worth. And so in that moment where God was saying to me, you put all these things before me, not only that, he was really pressing upon me that none of that stuff makes you worthy. The fact that I created you and I created you for a purpose is what makes you worthy. And right now, you are not even remotely fulfilling your purpose that I created you for. Wow, that is powerful. That's really powerful. Created you for a purpose. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So then what? So at that moment, I, I got up. I wiped my tears and I resolved that I would handle this situation differently. I would pull back. I would work on me and who I am in God. I would discover my purpose. And before, when I was in child welfare, I, that was all I knew. And so leaving that to come home, be a stay-at-home mom, I really had lost my identity in that. A wife and a mom is what I was. And I really believe that God continued to allow the things that I treasured the most to kind of be in this chaotic situation to continue to press on me and and put pressure on me to get to the thing that he created me for. You know, when he says, I knew you before I placed you in your mother's womb, that's so powerful because A lot of us are operating under what the world created us to be, not the person that God created us to be. So I had to go on this journey of really discovering my purpose, who I am. And I always tell, you know, the women that I coach and that I speak to live your truth and not their expectations, because we get so caught up in being everything for everyone that we forget that we're so much more than the titles that people give us. We're here to make an impact. We're here to take a hold of our unique lane that God created for us. That is amazing. And I just, I really want to just acknowledge you for even coming to that shift in mindset on your own, like realizing, I know it wasn't completely on your own, right the lord was out there for you but like to to be able to 
to be open to to hear that message and to to use it to turn it into your purpose but you know what it was it was i was stripped mm. sometimes we have to be stripped to hear Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times we're like, I can't hear from God. What's going on? He's not speaking to me. He's not speaking into my life. But you have interference. You have so many things going on that he's talking, but you can't hear him. Mm-hmm. And so for me at that moment where I had nothing, you know, I had put my all into being this, you know, wife that I thought my husband wanted. And that was my focus. And so even though I was reading God's word every single day, why was I reading God's word? What had to be a good wife? Because I didn't have that example growing up. So I thought, mind, let me go to God's word. If I follow what his word says and I'm what his word says a wife should be, then, hey, everything should work out great. But the problem was I was doing it for the wrong reason. And, you know, God says we do everything unto him. Everything was created by him and for his glory. So when you're reading his word and your motive is to please someone else, then you're reading his word in vain. Mm -hmm. And so at the moment that I found myself, despite the fact that I was giving my all to this marriage, it still was not working out. I had no career you know, because I was staying at home. So I couldn't bury myself in my career like I had done for 10 plus years. Um, Yes, I had the children, but that was basically a stem from the marriage. So I had nothing. So laying there on the floor crying, it gave me an opportunity to actually hear what he had to say. What did you do after that point? At that point, I started reading just anything I could get my hands on. You know, all the self-help books that you could think of, attending seminars. I I got even more immersed mm. into church and into his word before the right reason. At that point, I surrendered. I really surrendered to God and allowed him to put his hand on my life. A lot of times we say, you know, you hear people say, I'm sold out. You know, I'm sold out for Jesus. Mm -hmm. But really, like, have you given up every single aspect of your life to him and allowed him to actually guide it? Have you stepped? Have you taken a step forward, not knowing what you're stepping into, but trusting that I've given my hand, my life over to him. His hand is on my life. And I'm just going to walk as he guides me. I don't need to know the outcome. Mm -hmm. I don't need to know what this is going to turn into. Because at the moment that I said, I'm not going to divorce my husband. Mm -hmm. I did not know how that was going to turn out. But I knew what God's word says. I knew that God was not in favor of divorce. And so I put my trust and faith in that. And I said, okay, I'm going to work on me, but to get to be better independently of people and things. I'm going to work on me to be happy regardless 
if my husband cheats on me again today or tomorrow, I still have my peace. I still have my joy because now I realize that that's his problem, mm-hmm. you know, because as I'm pressing into God at that moment, he was telling me, you cannot control him. Mm-hmm. No matter what you do, no matter how great you are, he is still a man. You got it twisted. You are relying on people to fulfill you. But I said I would never leave you or forsake you. So if he leaves you, if he cheats on you, I'm still here. I'm the one that fills you up. And so I can be confident now in knowing that, yeah, you know, it will hurt if it happens again, but never again will I be in that space on the floor in that pit feeling like I have nothing. Because if you strip it all away, I still have him. I still have God. You know, when I made that decision to say, I'm, I'm still not going to give up on my marriage. It was for me a very controversial decision because in today's society, mm-hmm. it's to everyone on the outside looking in, it's like, girl, you crazy. You're being a doormat. You, what, the third time you still for the third time, you know, I had friends that were, you know, girl, I would have been left him, you know, see, that's why, you know, I have friends <laughs> using my situation to justify their infidelity. You know, that's why I do what I do. Cause these men ain't loyal. And so when I made that decision, it was, it was the scariest decision that I had made because it was like, Okay, almost to the point where it's like the third time and you still forgave him. If it happens again, what a fool. But in making that decision and me sticking to it and submitting it to God, it's it's like a peace. It's almost a peace that came over me in making the decision because I just said, you know what, Lord, I'm gonna trust you. <laughs> this is such a powerful story. And I'm just liking it and then, you know, listening to you talking about how you're, you're not alone. And I think that's something that, I mean, everyone can use, especially right now. I mean, for those listening right now, we're in quarantine where people are feeling yes. kind of hopeless and feeling like what's going to happen with my job. You know, you can be stripped down in so many different ways, but to remember that you are not alone is, is something so powerful and knowing that you are here for a purpose, that's just an awesome message. Yes, because you know what? At the end of the day, that's what can't be taken from you. Mm-hmm. You know, your story, your purpose, and your God yes. cannot be stripped from you, ever. You know, that that nice, cushy corporate job that we're seeing right now is being pulled from under some people, mm-hmm. um, you know, and with a job, Maybe a few months from now, you're looking at, okay, how can I maintain my home, my car, you know, this lifestyle I've been living, the the things that you, the three things that can never be taken from you is your story, your purpose, and your God. And so in times like this, this is actually the best time 
to take inventory and to start working on yourself because those people who take this time, this downtime, because never before has the world been shut down. Never before. Mm -hmm. We live in a society, especially in the US, we live in this microwave society. Everything happens fast. Go, 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 go. And we never have time to stop and take inventory of ourselves. Are we really living the life that we were created to live? Are we really doing the thing that we were created to do? And when people discover that, it's like a whole new world is opened up to you. It's so rewarding to do the thing that you were created to do. And so now is the time that, you, that you're home, you have the time to listen to podcasts like yours, Thea. You know, you have the time to read the self-help books. You have the time to attend so many things going on online right now. Everybody's taking their stuff to online. You know, you have this time. Why not do it so that when we return to our norm, mm -hmm. you are different. You are the best version of you that you could possibly be because you've taken this time, this downtime where everyone else is lamenting. Everyone else is afraid and worried about the next thing. You've taken this time to press into God and to work on yourself. That's awesome. Thank you so, so much, so much. Um, if you could give someone another piece of advice, what would that be? For women, especially, because I, I work with women um, in my business and <clears throat> I have, obviously, I attract women who are hurting, mm -hmm. you know, who are battling with unforgiveness, who are in a, in a space where they are low, you know, they're down, but they know deep down inside, there's something more that I should be doing. Mm -hmm. I tell them that your pain is actually your strength. And when I say that, it's kind of like, what? What are you talking about? My pain is my strength. <laughs> and so I have to say to them, you know, we go down this spiral of being victims, you know, we attach the word victim, but for me, I believe the true victims are dead. As long as you have breath in your body, you're not a victim, you're a survivor. The things you've been through, you survived them. Whether you, you know, as a child, you were abused, right, molested, you've been in a violent relationship, it didn't take you out, you're here, you're breathing, you're alive. And your goal is to figure out why, because it could have taken you out. There's, there's nothing about you that's so special that you survived, but the next person didn't, mm -hmm. you know, you have the same bodily makeup. You bleed the same blood. The only explanation is that you still have work to do. Mm -hmm. God still wants to use you. So your goal at this point is to figure out why, what is it? You know, I, I had this client just recently actually. Um, and she 
was talking to me about the things that she had been through and she was struggling because the same two men that violated her as a child, she still had to see on a regular basis. These were family members. Oh, wow. And so she said to me, I know, I know, I need to just forget about it. And I was like, why? Why, why do you need to forget about it? That's, that's part of your story. That's not something that you can forget about. That's down in your subconscious mind. You know, you're operating every day on the things that happen to you. Even if you tell yourself, oh, I'm just going to forget about it. You're still operating in the conscious world on those memories that you have. I said, your problem is not that you have to forget about it. You have to tell it in a different way. Your narrative has to be different because you keep saying that you're a victim. I said, but you're a survivor. You survived that in your childhood and not many people did. Some people who are still alive are out of their mind because of what they went through. You are here functioning and you've been through that. So why, why is it? What's the story that you have to tell? And the thing that people don't realize you know, the Bible says when you refresh others, you yourself will be refreshed. Mm -hmm. You're to be a living testimony. So those things that you've been through, there's people that are going through that right now that are struggling, that's waiting. They're just waiting for you to open your mouth and give your testimony. The healing that you're, I need to heal from this. Your healing isn't talking about it. Your healing isn't opening up your mouth and telling your story, you know, it, we have, this is energy. All that negative energy that you have inside of you is pent up. So no wonder you're walking around feeling dead inside. No wonder you're walking around angry. No wonder you're walking around depressed. You're holding in so much negativity that needs to be released. And as you talk through it, as you coach people through it, then you will be healed because for me, my true, true healing comes from coaching other women. I get stronger in my story. You know, before, after things first happened, all I had to do was think about it. And I was like literally right back in that place, right back in that headspace again, as if it literally just happened. But through continuing to talk about it, continuing to be a voice for other women, continuing to say to a woman, it's okay that you're hurting right now. It's okay that you're not all together, even though society wants to tell you to keep it together. It's okay. That's where my true healing came into place. You don't have to have it all together to start impacting the world. You just got to start doing it. Casey, you are amazing. <laughs> so amazing. Thank you. You are amazing for this platform well, where you. we can come and talk to people and tell our story. Yes, thanks. And that's exactly that's exactly why I started this podcast. I felt like there's so much power in telling a story. And for people are out there just listening waiting to hear something that touches them. So Definitely. And that's, and that's why so many people have to push past their fears of talking about things that happen. I just 
so many women who have been through, yes, some horrific things, but being able to talk to another woman and tell them how you got through it is so powerful. It's, it's like you're taking control back. Casey, how, how can someone contact you to learn more about what you do? Available on social media. My Facebook is at Casey, um, Casey Marie Cooper. Uh, on Instagram, it's at Coach Casey Marie. And you can always visit my website, which is www.healingisinyou.com. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And we'll definitely put that in show notes so anyone can find that after. Casey, thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for having me on this amazing platform and doing what you do because we need all of it. You know, sometimes people feel like, am I really making an impact? Like what, what I'm doing? Am I really? Yes, you are because we need platforms like this to be able to tell our story. So thank you for that. What did you take away from Casey's story? Are you living your purpose? I'm Thea Charles, and I hope you gained insight from this story. If you'd like to learn more about the Pusher Pivot podcast, visit us on Instagram at pusherpivot or on the web at pushorpivot.com. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe and join me next time on the Push or Pivot podcast.